Welcome to the Bliss Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast and please enjoy the show. Well, the Harris Hustle Group, uh, we see nothing but growth. You know, we, we're building a huge organization out there on the, on the mainland. Uh, and you know, that's not stopping. Uh, we're, we're now building an, uh, a team out here in, in, on the wonderful island of Oahu. Um, you know, the next stop for us is we're, we're going to start looking for um, an office space, right? Because, you know, we're, we're married. You know, God, God willing, you know, we're able to, you know, have a family one day. So we're going to, you know, do everything that we can to just keep growing at an index pace. And, um, you know, nonstop to the top, man. Non-stop to the top. Uh, my goal, I want to have 2,500 licensed agents out in on the mainland in the 48 states, 49 states, and shit. I want to have 25 agents, license, 2,500 licensed agents out here. It's possible. Yeah. You know, so we, we grinding, man. We on the grind. The beautiful thing is we, we have no distractions. Hey, you got a good impression on moms. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, you know, I'm that type of person too. Like, you know, I, I, I and this is me. I, I came from my own establishment, you know. So I, you know, I'm, I'm in the room. Like, she leaves for work. I'm just staying in the room, not really trying to get in anybody's way because I don't want to. I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> but at that time, like, I had a lot of time to really just try to think and think and think and think. But. You know, every time they would cook, they'd be like, yo, Mike, come eat. Mike, come eat. And I'm coming out to eat. Like, I'm hungry. Bro, yeah. what you see right now, I was like 70 pounds skinnier because <laughs> I was struggling. Yeah. Right? But, um, you know, and every time I came out, you know, I had a nice conversation with them. Um, they, I, I'm, I, I, have met, I was raised the right way. So I'm, I'm a man of respect. You know, I respect mother and father, right. you know, never really cursed around them or nothing like that. It was just all jokes and, you know, just, it was cool. And um, at that time, uh, I was talking to my mom, like trying to figure out what it is that I should do for myself too. And my mom, I had a couple of dollars, right? To my, to my name, just a couple. And, you know, my mom was telling me that I need to, I should go into the shelter system. Like just go, cause she don't want me staying in somebody else's house. Like she know, like, yo, you don't belong there. You know, it's not about the people I'm around. You don't belong there. Go get your own shit. Yeah. Um, so she's like, yo, if you go to the shelters, you know, just knock it out for a little bit and you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was either go that way or just take the little bit of dollars out that I had and put it into, you know, getting my real estate courses is going, courses going. And normally, most of the time, I'm going to go with what my mom suggests because my mom, she never stared me wrong. Right, right. Um, except for that time. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I got to bet on me on this one. And, you know, I had an opportunity to at least have a roof over my head. So let me just, if it's okay with you, let me just stay here. Let me study. Let me get my real estate license and let me work my way up out of here. And, you know, they, they were like, yo, go for it. And the good thing is I, what I said I was going to do, I was actually doing, right? right? I didn't want to say it and then just be a dickhead yeah. watching TV, you know, yeah. going in the fridge all day. You know what I'm saying? So, right. You know, I, it was a lot of principles, but they, they held me down, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for, for everybody through that. Yeah. Through that. No. And he so never... The families and Mexicans are very similar. <laughs> so I get yeah. it. Yeah. What was that, Casey? I said, and then he never left. 
Yeah, <laughs> there here he is, right? So did so you did you get re your real estate license eventually? I did. I okay. got my real estate license, and at that time, while I was trying to get my name out there, I was driving Lyft. I was driving Uber, um, because my theory was the my theory was, yeah, yeah, my theory was like if I'm going to get into real estate, I don't want to just rely on Google Maps. I need to I need to hit I need to hit the streets. Mm. So you know, I got in the lift and I just started exploring. And plus, I I wanted my own vehicle. I don't want to be I'm I'm independent, right? So Lyft provided a vehicle so that allowed me to get around. I got to see San Francisco, you know, Santa Cruz. I was all over the place, right. you know, in places that I would have never been if it wasn't for Uber and Lyft and, you know, handing out business cards, handing out business cards. And, um, you know, that's, I was just, you know, learning the streets. And then I seen Oakland. I seen Oakland for what was happening. And I saw the gentrification, the gentrification before the gentrification was even happening. Right. Why? Because, you know, Brooklyn was already experienced it. Right. So now I'm starting to see, I'm driving down international, right? What was it? Because it was formerly known as East 14, E14. And um, I'm like, damn, I see they fixing up the, the, the curbs. I'm like, okay, so they're about to put trees here. You know, they're about to fix everything up. They got shelters and buildings and new homes. And I'm like, oh, it's getting crazy out here. So I definitely need to be in the real estate game. So, um, but I still needed money, right? Because <laughs> yeah. at that point, I think uh, future, somewhere down the line, that's when I proposed to your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I ended up proposing, Isaac. <laughs> hey. The next year. Ended up, yeah, the next year. Ended up proposing, man. What year you know, was that? Was that 2017 or 2018? 2017. 2017. December. So a whole year after the um the first time in Hawaii, I ended up proposing. So you everything know? was a year after. Everything mm -hmm. was like boom, boom, that's boom. That's crazy. Like everything's like a year after. Wow. So I mean, I guess that's just uh you know confirmation that it was the right person in the right situation. Because the way I feel is that if you you know if you're following your purpose or you're on the right path. It's not easy, but it's kind of smooth. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you, it, yeah. But if you're like trying to do your own thing and not following your purpose, then it's kind of like a bumpy ass road. Yeah. yeah. Until you get on. But so that's awesome. And so did you guys do real estate together? Because I know, Casey, you were in real estate too. Were you still doing real estate at the time or was it a yeah, different? Yeah, I was doing mortgages. Okay. Um, we did actually work on um, a couple. Well, one, one officially together. Uh, where I was doing the mortgage and he was doing, he was the, um, the buyer's agent. That was the smoothest transaction ever. <laughs> there you go. In like two weeks. Closed yeah. in two weeks, bro. That's when we knew we could work together. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, but work then, together, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but then on other deals, um, for whatever reason, they went with other lenders, but I would still be there just kind of. My ace in the hole. You know, because at the end of the day, if he makes money, I make money. So right. I was like, he's yeah, got to close it. Yeah. Somebody close it somehow. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was good to have him in my corner. Um, because in real estate, man, you know, as a new agent, they, you know, brokerages, they they charge you to, to help you. Everything, yeah. And I'm like, damn, my first deal, I made pennies. I was like, shit, I could. And she was like, yo, you can do this shit on your own. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do this on my own, like, because <laughs> nah, I don't want to give up nothing, man. We've yeah. been working too hard to get to this point. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, even before being in financial services, you know, I, we spoke about working together. 
because her brother was, you know, he's a certified management account management accountant, right? A CMA. So he does taxes on a whole nother level. And I'm like, yo, man, we could form some some kind of financial alliance and be that one-stop shop for everything and just get an office together and everything. And I read up, so YouTube, this is YouTube, right? Yeah. YouTube, there is a book out there and it's called The Better Man Project. Okay. Um, because I was aiming to be a better man and I don't know the author. So you got to go on Amazon Prime, that bad boy. That's another sponsorship plug. So we should be getting money from that. You are, right? um, also, so we're not sponsored by them, but if you right, see right, them, right, right. So the, better, the better man project, it taught me that if you want to be a better man in relationships or even partnerships, you have to let your partner know how you operate. Mm. Right. So I, you know, I told Casey, I'm like, look, this is how I work. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I don't want you to look at me and make make think that I'm not getting anything done. But in reality, I did it already, you know, because I get shit done, but I do it in my own time. But if there's deadlines, I make it happen. Right. Right. So don't press me for anything. It's going to get done and it's going to already be done before you're probably even thinking about it. Right. So, you know, that was that was big. And then when we did our real estate transaction together, that was right before we um, got married. Um and the crazy thing, another adversity was like Lyft was not paying me, man. I was, that's another plug. <laughs> yeah. I was I was renting a car to oh. drive. So when you rent a car, they're charging you like $1,000 a month for, for wow. rent. That's crazy. Bro, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, right? And then on top of you got to hustle and bustle to make the money. And then when you make all of the money, it's going straight towards Lyft. Yeah. So I was just paying to have a car and um, it wasn't panning out. And as we got closer to, to um, trying to figure out how in the world we were going to pay for this wedding, we were just like, yo, you know what? I know we don't got no money right now, but we need to, let's just go eat because, you know, good ideas come on a full, yeah. full stomach. Yeah. And we go to this restaurant in, uh, in Oakland. It's called District, District Oakland, downtown Oakland. And we're sitting at the bar for brunch. Like, yo, I don't know what we're going to do to make this money. At that same moment, this lady that was sitting next to us, sparking up a conversation, she goes outside to go have a cigarette and she's just all belligerent drunk. So the security guard comes up to me and he's like, yo, man, you need to go get your friend. And I'm like, well, first off, that's not my friend. I'm over here with my, with my fiance. I'm just enjoying bacon and eggs, bro. Like, but having a security pass, I'll go check on her, right? So we go outside to go check on her. And in that moment, she passes out. She faints. So my instincts catch in and I catch her head right before it smashes into the pavement. Wow. And now at that point, I'm telling the security staff what they need to go do. Like, yo, you need to go do this. Go find somebody if they're in there, if they're in the medical field, all this other stuff. Let's get her going, right? And then after that, they was like, yo, we need you to work here. And I'm like, well, I need you to pay me. So how much you going to pay me? <laughs> I'm trying to get married, right? <laughs> and I need you to know that I'm, a, I'm in business for myself. So I'm here, but I'll work here. But I got business cards. I'm, as long as you can let me be me and give out my business cards, I have no problem serving this, 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 this establishment with my services. And they was like, yeah, man, do your thing. And then at that time, you know, we ended up getting a, she ended up landing a real estate deal. Right. That she, uh, that she procured the, uh, well, she secured the loan for her, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, use me as the realtor. So together we were able to make enough money to, to pay our wedding in cash. Wow. That's awesome. From that deal. Yeah. From some and, uh, crazy belligerent lady that almost cracked her head open. Well, it was someone else. Right. But, <laughs> but it all just like, it's a domino effect, man. It was, um, it, it's amazing how the world works when you allow it to work for you. Yeah. That's what you I know? mean by you guys are in the right path. Just things just kind of, just kind of flow, you know what I mean? They happen. Yeah. We have been extremely blessed, Isaac. Extremely, extremely blessed. Yeah. Hey, we're all in Hawaii right now too, right? Okay, aloha so to you. yeah, aloha, right? So, um, so how long were you guys in real estate before you found the financial services uh, career that you're doing now? So, a year, not even. So we got married August 18, 2018. We were at a presentation September 2018, oh. like 30 days later. Like, yeah, like a couple days later. Yeah. Yep. And so let's that talk was. about that now. So that's, you guys have now found your passion, which is helping people. You're building an empire. You have an amazing organization. Talk about that process, like how it started, you know, and how you guys end up where you're at now. You want to go? You want me to go? Uh, you first, you first. So when, when we got actually, he, he, he jumped in right away. I would, I was a typical skeptical spouse. I need to see it to believe it, you know, but at the end of the day, I was still going to support him. So I was like, you know what, you go ahead and you go do it. Um, and I'm just gonna sit back and I'll I'll just watch. You know that that was me at um, at first, um, but for me, I always believe that the, everything happens for a purpose. Nothing's coincidence and nothing is by mistake. Um, and when when we got started and as we were learning things, um, and when, as we were going to set up some training appointments, we actually found out that my my dad got sick um, and then he got diagnosed with stage four stomach cancer. Yeah. So at that point, um, you know, as, as we were learning things, I would ask the hard questions. You know, that's what I, I was like, okay, well, and my, my grandparents both had life insurance when they passed away. And for me, my common sense was if my grandparents had life insurance, I'm sure my parents would have some kind of life insurance. So I had to sit my parents down and I had to ask them the one question I, I didn't think I would ask so soon. Um, my dad had literally just turned 60 years old. So I asked, do you have your repairs and orders? Where's your life insurance policy? How much do you have? Who is it with? Um, and my mom looked at me and was like, you don't have anything. Wow. And I was like, what do you mean you don't have anything? Um, and she was just like, well, you know, when I would, she, she served 25 years at UCSF. And she said, the minute I, re- I submitted my retirements at UCSF, all I got was a pension and all my other benefits went away. Wow. The only thing else was my pension and my, I got grandfathered into the 100% medical. Um, and when the minute she said that, I had to, I asked her, I said, is dad part of that 100% paid medical? She didn't know. 
even into the thing she didn't know. And so we had to call and we, we found out that my dad was part of that plan and every all his chemo, everything, all his medical was 100% covered. Okay. So that was one weight lifted off our shoulders, but the, the inevitable that we knew was coming was the, the funeral expenses. Right. And um, I asked my mom, I'm like, she said, well, I, I, I got the plot. I have this, but it's not paid for. I was like, okay, so now, you know, my mom's retirement, to be honest, it looks like pennies. Like, I'm not even going to say what it is. Um, and so me, my brother and I knew that we were going to be the ones that would have to pay for it. Um, we did not want my dad on GoFundMe. Um, but, you know, this business was a blessing because of it. Um, and, you know, going through all of that, I knew this definitely was needed. Like it is a hundred percent needed. Um, and with this, we were actually able to make enough income and make enough money where we can literally just cut the check at the end of the day. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah. So six and a half months later when my dad passed, um, we literally just cut the check and that was it. Wow. So this business found you guys at the, at the opportune time. Yeah. And, and at first, um, to be honest, it was hard for me because I'm educating people and really drilling in why it's important. Um, and it was hard when people tell me no. And I have my dad in, in the back of the room suffering, wishing that he could have something, you know? And so it was like, yeah. <laughs> and for me, so for me, it was a little bit harder. So I didn't rely on him to really do a lot of like the appointment stuff because um, I'm not emotion i'm not really i don't show my emotions but when i'm by myself i do get emotional and that was the part that kind of like really like was eating me inside kind of like educating these people and then they tell me no and i'm just like do you not understand <laughs> like do you not understand like why yeah so. and you know my my, my beginnings in um uh, in getting everything started and trying to even build was uh it was a little difficult because i was attracting I was, I was, um, let's say I was in the wrong market, man. <laughs> Ninja, you know, no job, no income. Okay. Uh, because, you yeah, know, I yeah. come from a place where you either sling it, crack rock, or you got a wicked jump shot. Right. There's, that's like no cliche. Right. You're either right. dead or you're in jail. Like, I know so many people who have passed away. So, you know, I was talking to some of my, my cousins the other day on, like, trying to figure out why, you know, certain people... Um, cry when people die, but other people are just immune to it, mm. right? You know, I've seen people die, you know, and um, you know when I when I was when we were presented with this this message of no family left behind and this education, I started to immediately think of every single person that I knew that needed it, right? But they don't know that they need it for themselves, right? So here I am in wet on the west coast. 2018 trying to attract people to get them on what's known today as zoom zoom has been around for at least three years right but, but people didn't know about zoom and nobody wanted to get on zoom with me everybody thought that i was trying to set them up for the feds or something <laughs> it was like i'm not putting my face on nothing like that's just the people that i was around but i had to make sure that i spoke to them at least because if I speak to you about something because I care about you, you can't say that I never told you. Right. And, you know, the one thing that's important to me is my name. 
And I would not be the person that's going to be remembered for somebody who made X amount of money or made X amount of moves, but never taught anybody else how to do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so I had to go back and talk to my community or at least the people that I cared about and whether they, whether they did or they did it, it is what it is. I gave everybody an equal opportunity to, to be like, yo, listen, let's go. You know, I don't know what's about to happen, but you know, we're small minded. We weren't thinking as big and especially people who didn't take chances in their lives already. Me, I already took chances. I jumped off a freaking cliff, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and I'm in California figuring out my life. So I was like, yo, this is a way where you can take chances on yourself and nobody wanted to move. So it, uh, it, it was a little struggle at first because I didn't know too many people in the state of California and you know, with, with her family being a little skeptical at the mm-hmm. time, a little, it, a little, just a little skeptical because, Hey, they're coming around now and they might see this. So we love you. Thank you. Yeah. So I would trust the clients and, um, uh, you know, just having to think out of the box, you know, I had to be able to think out of the box and be like, all right, well, you know what? It's not working over here. Let me start just meeting a whole bunch of random people. And again, law of attraction, man, just starting to put things out there. And, you know, the world, the universe, God, it finds a way to, to work for you when you mm-hmm. know exactly what you want. And um, again, man, we, we've been blessed, man. We've been blessed. This pandemic was a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. Why? Because now everybody's on Zoom. We were preparing for this moment a long time ago. So everything that we was getting from our office in San Jose, all of the practice scripts, all of the, everything that was on paper, we were scanning and putting onto a Google Drive. Yeah, we make an electronic version. We were making an electronic version. We were saving them because we wow. knew that our team was going to come from out of California. Wow. And we were thinking big already because, you know, we have some people in our industry who who was operating on Zoom. And, you know, I started asking them, well, I'm like, hey, man, why are, why are you making so much money and you have such a big team? And I'm not making anything and I'm trying to do what you're doing. He was like, well, you just need to be more coachable and, and just let the system run itself. And when I understood that, I was like, oh, okay. Because in the beginning, I was not coachable, <laughs> you know. You were all the wrong things. I was doing everything wrong because I thought that I could do it on my own, right? right? right. Give me the wheel, I'll make it better. Right. You know, mm-mm. So you guys were already pretty much being prepared for the pandemic, like before, pre-pandemic. So right yeah. when you hit, you guys just basically hit the ground running. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Before so- the pandemic, we already had team meetings on Zoom. Wow, that's awesome. And so talk about that, because I know you guys have an organization growing nationwide in many states and all that. So talk a little bit about more about you know your business, how you guys help people, where you guys are headed. You guys are also looking for people. So go ahead and talk about that. Um, well, man, you know, we, we, we call ourselves the Harris Hustle Group, man. We hustlers. Yeah. You know, if, if anything can tell you about what it is or anything that you've heard in the last hour, um, tells you we're some hustlers, man. And we were looking, we are still looking for some people who are fighters, man, that's willing to fight for the greater good, that's want to do something bigger and better for themselves. When we got introduced to this opportunity, I was a year into being in the real estate industry and I was still looking for more, right? Mm-hmm. But I put that industry to the side because I knew here we were serving a bigger purpose. Financial education is something that is super 
important and a lack of financial education is why 99% of the population is exactly where they are at. And you know the rules of the wealthy, man. If you want to become wealthy, you need to find a really big problem and present the solution. And guess what? We got the solutions. We have the solutions. Now, obviously, we're not here to convince anybody anything. You got to know that you need it. But I, I like to call myself the Black Clark Kent. <laughs> right? Because, Isaac, put it like this, right? You know who Superman is. Right. And you know who Clark Kent is. Does Clark Kent want anybody knowing that he is Superman? No. Nobody. So I'm sitting back watching from a distance, and I want to see what a person is willing to do for themselves before I say, you know what? Let me show you what I can do for you. Yeah. Come on. Right? And, you know, I have that mentality going into a lot of appointments, and now I even cut to the choice. I, I cut to the chase. I say, I got to even know that you need to be helped before I can even show you anything. Or I'm not wasting my time or yours, wow. you know? So yeah. it gets to that point where, you know, you when you become confident in what it is that you do, because we're in an industry where most people would look at as one of those things. Yeah. We're not realizing that people have been in one of those things for their whole lives. It's called a job, yep. right? right? Where the hardest workers never even meet the CEOs. Where we have lunch with our CEOs. Our CEOs pay for us to go on trips. Our CEOs do everything that we can, they, that they can do to tell us, hey, get to the top because it's too crowded at the bottom. Right. You know, so, you know, when, in, in the beginning, when you're trying certain things out for yourself, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta get out of your own head. And, you know, for a year, I was in my own head because I was dealing with the wrong people trying to talk to the wrong people, trying to convince the wrong people. And then I came to a point where I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm calling everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And I was like, hey, yo, you want to do this? Hey, look, this is, let me show you what I got. Hey. And then I became a, a what's called a certified field trainer. And then from there, I hit the ground running, man. You know, um, I learned the words of the business and, you know, learn it so you could teach it and things like that. And, you know, we never look back, man. And, you know, because we took those chances, because you know, because we met on Tinder, because we were in California at the same time before, because she was in San Diego when I was in LA, because she was going through her shit and I was just coming out of a stupid ass relationship because this, because of that, because of all of that, we have gotten together and been able to build something um, legendary, man. You know, we, we making a lot of moves. We're, we're changing the trajectory of people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, some of, you know, our cousins, you met Sean and Tiffany, man, they were working in, they were in the, they were working class. They were hard workers in the, uh, the hospitality industry. Who knows what they would be doing right now if, if we didn't at least speak to them. Right. Who knows? But because we spoke to them, they're living their lives. They are watching their child grow each and every day. And nobody has to worry about getting a nanny. Awesome. No, you know what I'm saying? They don't have to, they, they don't have to want for anything. Uh, they, they, they've been in Hawaii for damn near a month already. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. They're not here. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. so they're doing what they want now. Yeah. And they're, they're creating a life for themselves. And not only them, you know, we got other family, right? No family left mm -hmm. behind. We got family in business with us. But yeah. then we also have family that's clients that now we're helping create generational wealth. And it all stems because as skeptical as they were in the beginning, three years ago or some years ago, they see that we never stopped. Yeah. And they see, holy, holy, wait, wait, wait. In the middle of a pandemic, y'all did what? 
Y'all moving to Hawaii? Yeah. How? How is this possible? Well, we tried to show you a long time ago. Yeah. How it could be possible for you. Now, because it's possible and we're making it possible for a whole lot of people, there's a lot of people considering moving to Hawaii. Yeah, you know, yeah. our next steps from here. <laughs> huh? I'm considering moving to Hawaii. See, look at that, man. You know, look. <laughs> this and, you know, Hawaii right here. <laughs> and, you know, and I appreciate you, man. And because you're, you're living your purpose, right? Is something that you do is either going to fund your purpose or it's going to become your purpose, right? Yeah. And you're doing what it is that you want to do and that you love wholeheartedly, man. So I admire somebody like you that, that that's that's taking those steps to just do what you want. Thank you. Because you put the work in. Yeah. You know, and because we all put the work in, we're not afraid to put the work in. We only develop mental toughness. Right. We only become who we are. We only create the lives that we are. So now we're only just working on becoming better versions of ourselves. You know? Yeah, you hit it on the head. I mean, I, I owe about 70 to 80 percent of who I am today because of the organization that you're talking about. You know what I mean? Because of the mental toughs, because of the leadership, because of all the things that they put into me is how I'm able to do this. You know what I mean? So. I, oops, I got a phone call. Sorry about that. <laughs> I hate how my phone is connected to my whatever. Anyways, we could edit that out. But anyway, so like I said, I owe everything who I am to that. So I agree with you 100%. So where is the Harris Hustle headed? Oh. <laughs> All right, good thing for editing. Hold on, let me. Well, I mean, you could take it and I could go fill my cup. No, I'm just going to put on airplane mode. All right, so I'll, I'll take that later. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, like I said, um, you know, that organization is amazing. They build people. You you guys are headed to a, a big place. So where's where's the Harris Hustle headed? Where, where, where do you guys see yourselves going in the future? Ooh. To the top, baby. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we, we, we you know, obviously the, the best thing about having goals is we got goals together. We have goals individually, you know, for, for the Harris Hustle group. Uh, we see nothing but growth. You know, we we're building a huge organization out there on the on the mainland, uh, and you know that's not stopping. Uh, we're we're now building in a, a team out here in, in on the wonderful island of Oahu. Um, you know, the next stop for us is we're, we're going to start looking for um, an office space, right? Because you know we're, we're married. You know, God God willing, you know we're able to you know have a family one day. So we're gonna you know do everything that we can to just keep growing at an index pace and um you know non-stop to the top man non-stop to the top uh, my goal i want to have 2500 licensed agents out in on the mainland in the 48 states 49 states and shit i want to have 25 agents licensed 2500 licensed agents out here it's possible yeah you know so we we grind it man we on the grind the beautiful thing is we we have no distractions so we can literally do anything that we want to do and focus on it and then when we we want a break, we can go watch the sunset, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. on the beach, put our feet in the sand and then get right back to work, you know? So, and, uh, you know, we want to have multiple homes in other places. i still have a passion for real estate. We want to have uh, multiple properties in other mm -hmm. places. Personally, me, I want to build a big house, something big enough to where, you know, our family can come in, where our, our organization can come and feel like they're home. 
and uh, you know have have retreats and leadership retreats, man. I don't see us stopping anytime soon. Yeah, anytime soon. That's amazing, and, and having some fun while we're doing it, of course. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, you're you're in paradise. You guys are in paradise. Like just me being here for the short time. It's like, like you said, you can work hard, then you just go outside and see some beautiful scenery and you're just like wow it's amazing you know what i mean yeah um yeah, so another reason why like i wanted to move here is because we were inside we work from you know we have the luxury of working from home um all the time but for me it's like i didn't want to be at home and then have that you know just that break to go outside and have to worry about is it raining is it snowing what's the weather like i know what the weather's like is going to be beautiful <laughs> hot and sunny and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And it makes you feel better too and gives you more energy. So it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, for, for me, the, the, the future is really just changing the generation. Um, and I've actually now actually kind of it's been on my mind and it's actually coming as a reality because my goddaughter is graduating high school on Friday, but she just passed her state exam to be uh, in this business on Monday. Wow. And she now is like officially going to be a licensed business owner before she even graduates high school, That's you know, um, and she's very studious. She actually is like an AP honor roll student. So yes, I did assume, you know, me assuming, you know, the, 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 the traditional part of me um, growing up is what, like get the good grades, go to good, good college and maybe get a great job. Um, so I did ask her like, oh, I kind of assumed, you know, what college are you going to? And then she kind of had this look in her eye and she was like, um, I don't know, maybe a community college. And that baffled me. So I'm like, you're an AP honor roll student. Why would you want to go to a community college? And you said, maybe. So I'm like, you know, and this business has taught us active listening. Like you have to listen, the body language. And I'm like, this girl does not want to go to college. Yeah. So I, and I asked her, I'm like, do you want to go to college? And she was like, no. She's like, to be honest, I hate school. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. And you know, what baffles me is I see a lot of myself in her because um, most people don't know. Um, I actually got into UCLA and I turned it down. Wow. Um, and, it, it, I, and I was kind of similar to her, but I didn't really know. I didn't, well, I wasn't one of those teenagers um, coming out of high school where they knew what their passion was they knew what they wanted to go to school for to be honest I did not know what the heck I didn't want to be an accountant I didn't want to be a teacher I didn't want to be anything in the medical field I did not want to be a lawyer like everything was just too much school and so when she's like I don't like school but I'm she's like I'm studious but I don't it's like I, I can get the good grades but I really don't like school and I'm like I feel you on that I was like but I was like okay so what do you want to do? And she was like, I want to help people. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I was like, she's just like saying all these words. And I'm like, Ugh. I said, okay, well, how about this? You can't be 18, not doing anything. I was like, you're going to have to, I want you to help me in this. This is what, this is what your uncle and I do. Would that be something, you know, you would be interested in doing? And she was like, oh, that sounds like fun. And so we literally had her start off as our assistant. And from there, she has just took it on her own and just ran with it. Wow, that's amazing. So and then for me, it's just kind of like now giving just the opportunity for the future generation of a choice, right? Just to have a choice um, and kind of making that decision and really now changing that trajectory, right? Because now it's not just me and my family. I can literally just change the whole future generation of my, for my whole family. Yeah. 
know, um, and, and now being more like, well, college does college is great, but that that doesn't that doesn't necessarily need to be the only way, right? You know, um, and now that they kind of see it, yes, my family is kind of now turning the corner where they're like, huh, maybe being an entrepreneur ain't so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you're actually changing the trajectory of your family from employee to entrepreneurs in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, um, so anything else you guys want to talk about before I get to the final section of this podcast? Um, hey, for all you listeners out there, just go do what you love. Yes. I don't care what it is. And just, just do it. Do it and do it again. And if they ask you, would you ever do it all over if you could do it again? Say yes, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. And so um, this is the, our fir a first podcast where um, I do not have my co-host and uh, you guys will find out about that. She's going to be moving on to follow her bliss, but we have this very famous uh, section where we end every podcast. It's called Joe's uh, world famous six Q's, but since she's not here, I'm going to kind of keep the tradition alive and I'm going to ask you guys some, some six questions. So um, first of all, Thank you guys for being here. You guys are amazing. Like, I really love this and you guys are awesome. And I see your guys' business doing big things. But the first question I want to ask you guys is, uh, what, what does, when you hear the word purpose, what does that mean to you? Ooh. Doing what you love and not caring what anybody thinks about what you're doing. Okay. Um, I think of a, um, a circle of life, a, like just a complete life. Okay. A complete life. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a great answer. And so like, you know, obviously this podcast is about helping people find their true purpose. And, you know, we feel that if people are not doing their purpose, like they need to kind of at least be on that same path. Because what is what is life if you're not really following your purpose, right? Like they say there's two important days. The reason you were born is the day you were born and the day you find out why. And I believe that's your purpose. So great answers. Next question is, you know, um, how would you like to be remembered? Um. I want to be remembered as someone who was born, kind of like born into, projected to be in all of the wrong statistics, um, but kind of just pushed through it and ended up on the right statistic, which is being successful and, you know, kind of just doing what you want and what you love. So breaking all the barriers, mm -hmm. the, the impossible and, and making it. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to be remembered as the person. Um, well, first off, the great, 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 great grandfather that everybody knows because they're going to have my picture at the dinner table. Right. I'm going to be like this. Right. Um, but I also want to be remembered as the person who, who did whatever he could to become successful, go back home. And then, you know, change my community from, from, from different standpoints. I want to go out there, buy tons of property um, and, you know, just change people's lives, man. I want to be remembered as the person who put a lot of people on and, you know, that didn't live that statistical life that you had to go and do it through music or you had to go and do it through basketball or sports. You know, you found something else. You found a purpose. 
um, and you served that purpose and um, you made a lot of people happy along the way. Yeah. So it sounds like both of you guys um, realize the opportunity you have to not be the st statistic and go mm -hmm. out and make it. And that's awesome. Yeah, the more yeah. I get to know you guys, the more I, I kind of all make sense of why you guys are together. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a, a, a one that, that Joe always asks, and I kind of like, it makes you kind of think. So if you had 24 hours to live, what would be the first thing you would do? And what would be the last thing you would do? The first and the last. Um, with the amount of money that I have right now, or? Just, just <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, me personally, the first thing I would probably do is probably smoke a blunt. Okay. Just drink, cope with it. Uh -huh. um, the last thing that I would do <laughs> is her. <laughs> there you go. Go out with a bang, huh? Yes. Um, the first thing I would do, to be honest, I would probably eat some confetti cake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like my favorite thing to eat uh, as far as like dessert wise and I probably would just need to be like okay as I'm eating it trying to like plan in my head as I count down the hours like what am I doing um and the last thing I am I love the water like I, I love the beach um people call me like I'm part mermaid and I'm, I'm very like water inclined I love like the sea life and stuff like that so I probably would spend the, the last my last waking minute literally in the water wow probably hey well you're in the right place hawaii right right <laughs> yeah. okay so the next one is um so you guys talked about uh employee versus entrepreneur right um what what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe uh an employee now or they've been kind of thinking that way um and 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 they want something bigger and better what advice would you give them to maybe make that transition to maybe becoming an entrepreneur? Um, well, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, um, but not everyone's willing to work to be an entrepreneur. So my, my first thing would be like, you really need to be real with yourself and be like, Am I really, like, I know I want it, but am I really going to work the amount of hours and days it's going to take to even get the momentum to really build it up? Because, um, you know, um, they say the, the hardest part about being successful is the first 10% and the last 10%. And the first 10%, people always quit because they, they now realize how much effort is going to take. So if you're not willing to do that, you know, you can want all you want, but it, to be honest, to be to be honest, you have to really be real with yourself um, to make that switch. Um, and like, when it comes down to it, you, it's really why. Like, what is going to drive you to really go out there and be an entrepreneur? Because it's easy to be a slave to that paycheck, um, but to be an entrepreneur, to be honest, most of most of the things you're going to do in the beginning is going to be for free. So. Mm -hmm. um, so little, little lesson, right? When it comes to money, 
it goes three ways, right? Fixed, variable, and indexed. Same with your mindset. Yeah. It can stay fixed and you not do a damn thing. It's going to go variable and you're going to believe in yourself, not believe in yourself, but not believe in yourself. And then it's going to grow indexed to where it's just constant, steady growth. And until you get to that point and understanding that everything you're going to do is relying on you and your mindset, nothing else is going to happen for you. So uh, hurry up, work on your mindset, build mm -hmm. yourself as an individual, and you can do anything you human possibly want to do. But you just got to go do it. That's powerful. Man, that was good. Thank you for that. And so other thing, so you guys met on Tinder, right? And a lot of people say Tinder this, Tinder that. And, you know, I, I think I read somewhere that said, My oh, yeah. <laughs> it said online dating is the number two way to meet somebody today in this day and age, right? So, um, you know, what, what advice would you guys give to people who are out there trying to find love online and stuff like that? Is there any advice you would give them? Be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. Give it a chance. Just give it a chance. Um, be yourself and, and just stay true to yourself. There's so many times, you know, when, when I was looking on TV, you can just tell the ones that were trying so hard in the photo to pick the, pick the right photos, trying so hard to make sure their bio or the caption was always perfect. Um, and to be honest, you don't want it that way because you look like a bot. Like you, you look like straight like a caption. So be yourself because the one that's meant to be is going to like the whole package, right? Yeah. Something you're going to say that's you being you is going to kind of spark an interest and be like, oh, um, but also you have to really be open, right? Because it, it, being online it is so easy to be shallow. It's really easy to be shallow, um, but if you're going to do it, just be open-hearted because to be honest, to be honest, the ones that you, you feel like ain't going to be the one might be, you know? Yeah. And, you know, stop. Don't, don't do everything on text, man. Just have a conversation, uh -huh. do, a, do a FaceTime. Yeah. yeah. You know, do a FaceTime and, you know, just connect, build, try to have some kind of, I'm still traditional, man, where I believe old school things should, should happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just due to circumstances in a big ass state of California. I didn't think I was going to have time to be out there trying to meet people, you know, but, you know, have conversations, man, you know, because mm -hmm. that's, that's a fallen art. Yeah, I agree. So be real and, and just have some conversations, some real life. Yeah. That's very true. A lot, that's a lost art nowadays is actually talking to people. It's all about quick texting and, you know, not, not real communication. So great points. All right, so the last question is, what does following your bliss look like for you guys in 2021? Um, for me, you know, getting stronger in faith, um, getting stronger in family, um, getting stronger in finances, <laughs> fitness, <laughs> And, you know, having a lot of fun, um, you know, that's something that we really stand by, you know, we, we, we embody that. Um, but, you know, being, being happy with who you are because she can't make me happy. Right. That's, you know, right there. and I can't make her happy, but we're happy together. Yeah. Um, for me, it would be uh, what brings me a whole lot of bliss is really, um, my husband, yes, um, but also seeing a lot of first 
experiences in um, our team. You know, um, we have some oh, some uh, people who have never been to Hawaii and now they've been here twice. We have people who um, have never really been on a plane. You know, they've never really experienced certain things. And just to be able to give the opportunity for them and their families to experience this, to be honest, that, that's a, a beautiful feeling. That's awesome. And I, I can see you guys doing that a lot more in the future and, and, and so on, right? Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, let everybody know where they could find you real quick. Yep, um, so our Instagram handle is um, at the Harris Hustle. So just how it sounds. All right, so at the Harris Hustle on Instagram. And we'll leave it in the description below. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hey, if you like this thank video, you. subscribe. Yeah, please subscribe. Please smash the like button, hit the notification bell. Hey, I can Casey, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I'll see you guys soon. We're still in Hawaii. This is Blissy yes. Hawaii. Aloha. And as always, follow your bliss. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Our goal, as always, is to become the number one podcast in the world. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Make sure you share this with three of your friends. And if you like our song, our intro song, please check out my good friend, uh, Maroni Silva's band, A Dead Desire, on YouTube. That song is called The Mantra. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. And as always, follow your bliss.